Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. We're back again with our morning agenda show, but this time without three of our regulars. TC, he's away on his errands. Chris is busy and Bailey, well, Bailey's just loving his holiday. But I'm delighted to be joined by Alfie today. How you doing, mate? Yeah, morning, Uma. I say a, a quiet one for us today, so we're filling in. But now looking forward to, to getting into the topics that we've got to discuss. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Even though we first thing first, we start with this morning's topics, Yuri Tillemans. This morning I woke up, I went on my phone. When you just scroll on Twitter, you're looking at the news, what's happened overnight. And I saw a tweet by Fabrizio Romano, the transfer guru. And it wasn't it wasn't the best of news. Um, there was a tweet where he confirmed that the Leicester chairman, um, basically in more words than one, has stated that the deal for Yuri Tillerman has stalled. I'll just get the tweet now and I'll read what he said. The chairman confirmed it's nothing. There haven't been any offers yet. There hasn't been anything concrete or a proposition yet. He said about Arsenal and Manchester United rumours linking Yuri Tillemans to those clubs. I just want to get your initial thoughts on this um, and with this transfer. Do you think do you think it has stalled or do you still think there is a glimmer of hope that once a few weeks pass and we can get rid of the likes of Lucas Torreira, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, we'll go back in for Tillemans? Yeah, I think as you just touched on there, I think that's probably the main thing that stalling this deal is is the outgoings. Um, you know, as Arteta and Edu have said, we've, we have got a large squad, um, and I think that the outgoings are key in the next couple of weeks to to getting in the new signings and and looking at you know, I think Torreira is, is all but gone. Um, you know, just need to to find a club for him. Um, you know, Maitland Niles, whether he's a right back or central midfielder, I think that's sort of. Uh, empties a spot for us in the midfield role to bring Tillemans in. Um, you know, you look at sort of Mary probably on his way out, uh, Bellerin. Um, there's, there's loads to to sort of get out the door before we can sort of bring anyone in. So I think that, that this deal stalling isn't too much of a worry at this point. I think that it's just a case of getting these players out before we bring anyone else in. Um, and I still think, you know, as I've said sort of the last month or two, uh, that I think the deal will happen. I think it's a case of, you know, the player wants to join. He's in the last year of his his deal at, at Leicester. And I think that Leicester will be wanting to to sell to get a fee. And I think it's just a case of of getting them out going, sort of trying to leave it as late as possible to get the, the transfer price down. Because I know we've seen that, that Leicester wanted as much as 40 million, which, you know, is a lot of money for someone on the last deal of the contract. Um so, yeah, I think it's just a case of, of the waiting game with Arsenal, getting them gone and then hopefully getting a cheaper price for him come you know, the end of the window. I'm going to put you on the spot. Obviously, there has been reports across the media that Yuri Tillemans favours a move to Arsenal, that Arsenal is his main choice if he was to leave Leicester City this summer. But say Arsenal don't go in for Tillemans and Manchester United 
do not get Frankie de Jong and Manchester United and Eric Ten Hag do decide to make a move for Tillemans. Do you think Tillemans would rather stay at Leicester um, for, for the forthcoming season or do you think he would prefer to just go to Manchester United? Because it's a difficult one. You're, you're in the final year of your contract. You know that you want to go to Arsenal, but if Arsenal don't make a move for you and Manchester United do decide to come in, which which side of the pond do you favour? Yeah, that, is a, that is a tough question. I think that you look at sort of where the projects are at, at, at Manchester United and at, at Arsenal, of course, at, at United just starting, whereas we're, you know, a couple of years down the line and things are starting to, to look up. I think that for Tielemans, it will probably be less of a risk joining Arsenal because you can see the the sort of direction that we're going. Whereas, you know, we're at United, um, I do think that Ten Hag will do a good job. But, you know, as we've seen when Arteta first come in, it's not all smooth sailing the first couple of seasons. Um, so I think if he joined Arsenal, he'd be joining a, a young, hungry team that, are, like I just mentioned, are on, on the right direction. Um, I think that the board and, and the manager showing, you know, um, great sort of, um, you know, vision for the future. And for me, maybe a bit biased, but I, th- I think he'd rather join Arsenal. You know, I think he's been quite open that, that he'd, he'd want to join us over the course of the window um, and, and I think it just sort of makes more sense. I think the only thing that, that perhaps stop him is, uh, you know, he's not guaranteed a starting spot at Arsenal. Um, you know, I know Jack has got his critics, but he is integral to the way we play and I think that he, he was one of our most consistent and one of our best performers last year. So it's not like he's going to come in and replace, you know, Xhaka straight away in the team. He's going to have to work for it, but with the amount of games we've got, as everyone mentions, you know, five subs, I, I think he'd still have a role to play. And, you know, if I was Tielemans, I, I'd pick Arsenal, but obviously a slight bit of bias in, in my decision there. We'll wait and see what happens with Yuri Tillemans, but I, I agree with you. I think for the price that's been touted in the market, whether that's 30, 35 million pounds, I think it's a bargain for a player like Yuri Tillemans, who is in the peak of his career. He's at a good age. He's played for Leicester at the highest level. So, for me, if Arsenal do really want to get him, I think we, um, rather than sooner than later, we need to pull the trigger. But um, I'm going to move on to the next topic of the morning, and that's around Bernd Leno, with reports suggesting that Fulham are close to signing Arsenal's goalkeeper. The price being touted, Alfie, um, is reportedly £8 million. Arsenal were looking at around £10 million, but that has not seemed to materialise. Do you think Arsenal are doing the right thing here. They're allowing Bernd Leno, who's been a good ambassador for Arsenal, for the club, to depart and letting him go with the best of wishes. Or do you think Arsenal should have been holding out for a bit more money? Because you need to take into consideration Bernd Leno's a very good goalkeeper. He's played at the highest level, whether that's in Europe, in the Premier League. He's been capped by Germany. So £8 million, some may say it's a, it's a little... Fuller may be getting a good deal here, no? Yeah, definitely. I think he's a top-class goalkeeper and he's shown that for us over the years and for Fulham um, I'm just surprised they, w- they wouldn't pay the 10 million you know they've, they've been up and down they've been getting the payments for getting promoted to the Premier League and you know I think that after all this sort of yo-yo in between the Championship and the Premier League it's probably you know they want to try and cement their spot in the league and I think signing players like Leno is going to go a long way towards that but I'm I'm, I'm I think we've got bullied a bit by them with it all. I've, I've seen the links to, to Neto and, you know, they were, they were reportedly 
holding talks with him. I think that's all sort of bargaining techniques to to get us and pressure us into lowering the price tag. Um, so I think eight million is an absolute bargain, but I think it's just a, a struggle because he is in the last year of his contract, and you, you know we've seen before players leaving on a free when we've paid big price tags for him. I think we paid over twenty million for him, but with, for a goalkeeper, it, it's quite a lot of money, mm. and. I think it's sort of I'm sat on the fence where, you know, I think we could have got more for him, but then do we run the risk of, you know, it, we, we don't find anyone this summer and then we end up losing even more money on him because he either goes on a free next summer or we have to sell him for a cut price in January. So it, it, it's a tough one, but I think, you know, as we keep mentioning, it, we're struggling to get these players out the door. So I think that, that Edo will just be sort of desperate to to get them get them out the door uh, raise raise some funds so we can we can get the last couple of signings in before the transfer window ends. So, yeah, I'm sat on the fence for it a bit. I would have liked more money, but I, I do think it's sort of a struggle with his contract situation and sort of you know, you know how adamant he is to stay in London and with Fulham being the only suitor. I, I guess we've sort of got to to give in to their needs a little. I just want to touch on the the fact that Berlin has been such a good ambassador for Arsenal as well. I just want to get your opinion on that because even though he's not been in and around the first team for the past year or so and he struggled for game time, I don't think I've ever seen him come with into the media and said the bad word about Arsenal. He's just kept his head down, he's worked hard and I appreciate players like that because the fact that they respect that this is a project. They respect that the club is moving and sometimes it may not move in the direction that they would like, but they still respect that. And I, I just want to get your thoughts on what a good ambassador he's been for the club because I think he's been fantastic. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. He's He's been a top professional, but, you know, not not moaned since since he lost his, his place to Ramsdale. Um, and, and for me, a, a fantastic role model to... Because in the squad, obviously, I think he's 30 odd now um, you know low 30s but uh, in our very young squad definitely a senior player and with all the sort of the young I mean even Ramsdale is, is 23 he's still young I mean even for an outfield player but definitely for a goalkeeper he's got years ahead of him so I think it's great having Leno as that sort of role model in the team and like I say he's been a top fresh not complaining and, and when he has come in um, you know throughout Ramsdale's injury I thought he was top class especially it was a game against Villa uh, where, you know, he had to make yeah. a couple of top saves. And for me, when he, he doesn't play for the, throughout the season and, and gets called upon, uh, he doesn't complain. He puts still puts in top performances and, and it's those sort of players, you know, that you want around the club. So uh, I wish him all the best and I don't think any Arsenal fan can really have any complaints about him. No, I definitely agree with that. Um, but the next topic that we're going to touch on, um, make sure, by the way, people, to leave your questions in the chat box. We'll get towards them towards the end of the show. But Alfie, this mystery winger position, keeps it keeps on going in the media. There's a new name every single morning. Every time I wake up, I go on to Twitter. We've seen Jared Bowen being linked in recent days. Um, we've seen Pedro Neto being linked. But a new name that's on the agenda well, not a new name, but a person that's been rekindled, I think, is Cody Gakpo. We had interest at the start of the window. There was a lot of interest with Cody Gakpo, but those rumours had seemed to die down. But they're back on the radar again, reportedly. So I just want to get your initial thoughts on this, because when there was links to Bowen, when there was links to Rafinha, the main target that Arsenal wanted to get was Rafinha. But... Now, at this stage of the window, do you think Cody Gakpo will represent a good signing for Arsenal? 
I know the price is being touted at 35, 40 million pounds, which is a hefty figure for a player who's been playing in the Eredivisie. But do you think it's a it's a risk that Arsenal should be pursuing? Yeah, I think Gakpo has shown that he is a, a top quality player. Um, as you mentioned, in the Eredivisie, uh, you know, it's sometimes a risk. But, you know, we've seen some of the top players in the Premier League come from there. Obviously, Luis Suarez uh, coming over from there. It's, it's not always sort of a sign that, um, you know, a, a bit of a, a risk sign in them, should I say. I, I think this season, over 30 goal contributions um, across all competitions, scored the winner in the cup final against Ajax. Um, just looking at the way, you know, he strikes a ball from distance. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's an excellent finisher. Uh, he's creative. You know, I know he predominantly plays on the left, but he can play centrally. And I think, you know, he could play on the right. He's also captained PSV, which I think sort of shows the sort of players that Mikel Arteta is looking to to bring into the club. I mean, the amount of leaders we've got now in in, in the squad is, is ridiculous. Obviously, Zinchenko, captain of his national team. Odegaard, captain of his national team. Xhaka, um, you know, the list is endless, the amount of, of leaders we've got in there. And I think that's sort of something that, Mikel Arteta sees in a player. So, I mean, if, if we're going on his leadership skills, it's sort of a bonus to to the way he plays. I just think that it'd be a good addition on the left. Obviously, you mentioned 40 million and a lot of money. And I, and I do think it would rely on these outgoings that we've we've just mentioned. And I think that's sort of what we're waiting on now is, is getting these players out. But now for me, um, a fantastic player and just watching the way he plays I think that he'd fit in really well across the front three and, and, and really give us that you know that rotation and, and whenever you know if sort of Martinelli doesn't play Saka doesn't play um, even Jesus we could play him centrally I mean the, the sort of squad depth that we'd have across the front line would be the best that we've seen at Arsenal in, in years We talk about Cody Gakpo but we may not be getting a winger with what Nicholas Pepe dropped a hint on his Arsenal future and he basically on Instagram posted I worked hard during the summer changed a lot of things I'm focused and determined with Arsenal and my teammates Gunnar Blog has I think yesterday he tweeted that during the US camp Nicholas Pepe he didn't seem like a player who was going out of the door he seemed focused he seemed to be working hard and he seemed to, he see Nicholas Pepe since he's come to Arsenal he's always seemed like to be a likable group member of the squad a lot of Arsenal players are, are love him he seems to always have a smile on his face but what's your initial thoughts on that post do you do you like that because for me I, I really appreciate that I think the fact that he wants to knuckle down work hard prove to Mikel Arteta that he could be this winger to not chat, challenge Bukayo Saka, but also give him a break. And when called upon, he can do big things for Arsenal. What's what's your thoughts on those um, comments by Pepe? I think you probably hit the nail on the head there when I when I say I appreciate the comments because you know it's shown a good mentality from Pepe. It, it's probably not been you know the easiest of seasons for him, uh, but he has had the opportunities to make a mark on the first team. And unfortunately, you know he hasn't taken them as, as much as he liked. Obviously, you know, he's shown that he can do it at the Wolves game. He was the game changer there. And ultimately, you know, we got the three points mainly because of Nicolas Pepe. So, you know, there's no doubt that his ability is there and the talent is there. But 
I think sometimes his decision making is just so poor. I mean, again, mention another example. The leads came when, you know, we're, we're hanging on and he, he tries to cut in on his left foot. And it's like just frustrating because I think every Arsenal fan wants him to do well. Every Arsenal fan can see, you know, that he has got the talent, but it's just frustrating to watch him at times because he just doesn't uh, reflect that on the pitch. But I, I think with Pepe, it's going to be a struggle to get him out the door with his wages with I can't imagine that we'd let him go for um you know cheap and, and I think a lot of teams will be wanting to pick him up on that cheap but after buying him for 72 million I doubt that we'd we'd try and get any less than you know 25 30 million and I think that would be a struggle to get uh, in the market at the moment so I think if we struggle to get these outgoings you know I, I guess the time is running out for him but he, he perhaps has another opportunity at Arsenal because you know, if like we mentioned, we don't get these outgoings and we can't get a winger, then he's going to have to play a part. Um, but I think it, it, it's a struggle because I can't see him getting in ahead of, of Bakaya Saka at, at one bit. I think you mentioned obviously good to give him a break, um, but I think sort of what you know showed me what Mikel Arteta thinks of him this season is his reluctance to drop Bakaya Saka even when. You know, he looked like he needed a break. Probably shows that he doesn't trust Pepe as much as, you know, he'd like to. Um, but, you know, I appreciate that he, he looks like he's working hard. Hopefully it pays off. And, you know, hopefully this is a season that, you know, after so long, we finally see why we paid the big money for him. No, I think every Arsenal fan would love um, Nicholas Pepe to succeed, and hopefully this this could be the season that he arrives. But we're going to take a few questions in the chat box. Um, Alfie, first question I have here is from Malawi. With Arsenal seemingly looking for a winger, what are your thoughts about taking Anand St. Maximum from Newcastle or Adama Traore from Wolves? Um, personally, on Adama Traore, I'd, I'd stay clear of him. Um, you know, I think that. He's shown he, he's a really good uh, dribbler, but he just hasn't got that end product. And I think that in the, in the front three, what we're looking for is people that can play that final ball. And, you know, I think perhaps as a squad player, but I'd, I'd stay clear of him. And, and St. Maximon, I, again, another player I like, but I think he's got more end product than Adama Traore, but I think sometimes that's what he struggles with. And I think with, with the players we've got, um, I think it would be wasted money. I don't know what you think, Umar. Adama Traore, um, I would tend to stay clear from him. I think there is a player in there, but I don't think he's ever showcased his qualities enough for me. Um, I know Antonio Conte and Tottenham were interested in him and were looking to play him as a wing-back. I think that could be a position that he could do well. But as a winger, as a wide forward, I think he just he's too, he blows too hot and cold for me. And I think... With Arsenal, with the way we're going right now, I just don't think he's the right signing. But St. Maximum, I thought he had a good season last season. Um, and I think Newcastle are touting around £40 million, which is not a bad, bad figure. I know Chelsea have inquired about him this summer. But again, uh, uh, with me, I think the wing position, a player which I really like personally is Pedro Neto. Even though he's had his injury problems, he had that knee injury that he suffered which ruled him out for, I think, six to eight months. But prior to that, I thought he was an incredible player. I thought he was playing so well for Wolves. And at that time, a lot of teams were interested in him. Unfortunately, he suffered that injury and he's slowly working his way back to full fitness. But I still think there's a player in there. And for me, Pedro Neto, he can play either on the left-hand side, he can play on the right-hand side, he's comfortable. 
I know he's got links to Jorge Mendes. Potentially that could work in our favour. But if we're looking in the wing, wide forward positions, he would be at the top of my list. I know there's been links to Jared Bowen. But again, I'm not I'm not that... I'm, I still think he's a good player. I know that he's got a lot of firepower. He knows where the goal is. But in terms of the way that Arsenal play, I just don't think he would fit our system. So right now, I think the quality in the wide forward position is quite limited in the way that Arsenal want. So again, that could mean that Nicolas Pepe stays and then we pursue a wing forward next summer. So I think it's going to be interesting and we'll wait and see. But I've got another question here from Benjamin. If we do manage to shift Lucas Herrera, but not Ainsley Maitland-Niles or Reese Nelson, do you think this will mean we won't sign Tillemans? Not just because of the funds, but because we won't have space in the squads. Um... I think if we if we get rid of Torreira, then obviously that's like I mentioned, it's it's um, it's open that space in midfield. But I, I, on the fun side of things, I think that if we got rid of Leno um, and, and maybe one more, then perhaps it would open you know that role uh, that spot. Sorry for Tillemans, but I think what's sort of the major you know stumbling block for me at the minute is like we mentioned this price tag. Um, I think that we're sort of holding out for this sort of 25 million, which I think is a fair deal for Tillemans. I think it's a, a really good deal for him. And I think that's sort of a deal we could afford. Whereas, you know, this 40 million, um, I think that's where if we if we end up having to spend bigger, I think that's where we're going to have to shift a couple more. So I think that, you know, if it was at 40 million that, that we'd end up having to pay, then I think we'd have to get a few more out than Torreira. But I think if it's just, if we can manage to get the cut price and pay 25, 30, then I think, you know, shifting to Rara and obviously uh, the funds from Leno, I think that would sort of um, help fund the deal. So, um, so yeah. Got another question here by Temi. Could Sergi Malinkovic Savage be the answer to our midfield questions? The thing with Savage for me, he's 27 years old. Um, he's played at Lazio for a long time. He's led by example uh, in the Serie A. He's, he's basically a cult hero for the Lazio team. But a move has never materialised. Maybe that's because of the price that Lazio have always been asking for potential buyers. They've always asked for around 70 to 80 million pounds, which is a lot of money for Milinkovic Savage. But do you think Arsenal would spend that money on a 27-year-old? Because for me personally, I don't think they would. I know TC loves him a lot. I know TC is a big fan. But if you had the choice between Tillemans and Milinkovic Savage, you've got Tillemans on, on the right hand side, which probably costs around 30 million max. And then you've got Milinkovic Savage, who could potentially cost upwards of 60 million pounds. So you need to, I think, take into consideration age, Premier League experience. So for you, who would you rather choose, Alfie? Do you know what? You've really put me on the spot on this because. I think he, he's a fantastic player and I think the reason he hasn't got a move away from Lazio is, is probably because, you know, I think he's loyal to them. And, and again, you know, the price tag, I know a lot of Italian clubs stick this big price tag on the players to avoid them, you know, leaving. As we've seen with Koulibaly, I think he's a top player, but it's taken him that long, you know, to leave Napoli. So I, I think that he'd suit our system really well and I think that he'd be a, a great addition. But I don't see any chance of him joining, unfortunately, because A, the price tag and, and, and B, I just... I just can't really see him leaving Lazio this summer um, unless it's perhaps a Champions League club. Um, so I, I think he'd be a good addition, but 
Uh, just unfortunately for me, just an unlikely one. Last question here, which I'll touch on. Uh, Maurice Dylan Five has said, "Tell me about Lucas Paqueta." The interest in Lucas Paqueta is there. Um, Edu has reiterated that he likes the player. He's fond of the player. There's been interest by Arsenal in the player. But right now, um, that interest has not materialised in a bid for the player. But it remains to be seen whether Arsenal do pursue Lucas Paqueta. But I think he is in their target in terms of the midfield options. They've got Lucas Paqueta there. Arthur Mello has been touted and Yuri Tillman. So it could be an interesting one. But for me, I think Lucas Paqueta, he's a fantastic player. He can play in a number of positions, even false nine. So he could, at times, give um, Mikel Arteta different options. We saw a few years back, Mikel Arteta decided to play Emil Smith-Rowe um, away to Villarreal in the false nine position to try and outsmart Emery. Unfortunately, it didn't work out the way that we had hoped. But the fact that Lucas Paqueta is versatile, he's improved a lot since he's played for Lyon. He's putting great numbers in for the Brazilian national team. I think it'll be a good signing, but obviously we need to take into consideration the price because if we can get him for around 40 to 45 million pounds, I think it'll be a great move because he adds a lot in terms of the pressing that he offers. But if Leon and Orlas are asking for upwards of 60, 65 million pounds, I still think Yuri Tillemans would um, represent the best option for um, Arsenal. But we're going to end the show on that note. Alfie, uh, thank you for jumping on. Really appreciate it, mate. Uh, thank you for having me on. Pleasure as always. And thank you to everyone for, for listening this morning, asking your questions. Uh, really appreciate it. And hope everyone you know, has, has a good rest of the day. Yeah, likewise. Uh, thank you for everyone for putting the questions in the chat box. We're sorry if we couldn't get to all of them. But hopefully we can have some good news on the outgoings fronts. And then hopefully we can pursue a deal for whether that's Yuri Tillemans or this mystery winger that nobody knows who it is. But um, thank you for jumping on. Thank you for liking. Thank you for subscribing. And make sure to keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh, yeah.